0: Is really sort of the Occupy candidate. Obviously Elizabeth Warren is proving in every way possible that she really wasn't that.
1: Never she's ever,
0: yeah. Absolutely, very politically expedient in anything she's doing. When did you first see Bernie? Because I didn't know, you know, Bernie, I knew nothing about Bernie. And then he was a senator when he was 68 years old, and then he ran against Hillary Clinton. When did you first see Bernie? I bumped into him in about
1: 2015. And what caught my attention was what he said about student loan debt. And um, free public tuition in in higher education.
0: All right. So so he was so he wanted to forgive student loan debt, and he wanted to provide college like it's high school, that like it's included in taxes.
1: K and, through that, 16.
0: and 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 did you vote for him in 2016?
1: I did. I voted um, for him in the Pennsylvania primaries, and then I voted for Jill Stein in the general election.
0: I can't stand that crap. Do you really not see a difference <laughs> between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump?
1: Do I not see a difference? Oh, is that where we're going to go? We could probably spend <laughs> yeah. 20 minutes, a good 20 minutes on that one.
0: I Well, first of all, let's... let's I'm go,
1: absolutely right? Bernie or bust.
0: Unrepentant. Okay. You're the first Bernie or bust person I've really had, and this is very exciting. Oh, good. First, I'm to ask you something that we agree on. We agree on universal health here, Oh, all yeah. Right? And we agree, you, we you, tried to write a universal health care bill. You guys, was, you know, Bernie always talks about taking on big pharma and taking on the medical business. There's too much greed there, without a doubt. How do we take them on but not destroy them? What are your thoughts about that?
1: No, we have to destroy them. So Vote, Blue, vote <laughs> Blue, no matter who, is coming right out of David Brock astroturfing. There are millions of dollars behind David Brock, both both election cycles, to get into Facebook groups and other social media places. And the first one was called Correct the Record. So they go in there and they try to talk um, Bernie people into being vote blue no matter who. And that absolutely um, enables the oligarchy to keep their power. If, If we have to vote for their lesser evil candidate... Then we'll never get anything because they don't intend to. They're controlled opposition. The Democratic Party has no intention of reining in or even um, slowing down the Republican Party. They're complicit. They want exactly the same things. It's just good cop, bad cop. So if you believe that the Democrats will ever give you what what they say they want to give you, then I've got a few bridges to sell you.
0: All right. Now you know this is getting into interesting terrain because. 2 months ago the idea of destroying the current pharmaceutical industry and the current medical industry wouldn't be that you'd be like that's impossible what are you talking about we've just lost 40% of the workforce and we're going to have to survive so if we took on and totally redefined the pharmaceutical business and the medical business it's now more palpable that we can actually do that because we're seeing total destruction so it's why not, you know what i'm saying so this yeah. is actually where feasible what is your vision for universal health care? What would it cost? What is what is, what is Medicare for all? I it- want it
1: to look a lot like it looks in Canada. Okay. So and that's how, do you
0: know enough about
1: how Canada did what it did? I know it started in 1962 and so it's been around long enough to have proven itself and so whether I know all the details or not is irrelevant. I just know that what it what they have. I know Canadians I knob right. with quite a few Canadians, and I don't think they're lying. And right. so I'm, you know, and and if we needed to get into the nitty gritty, I'm not that interested. My my brain, it has to go nitty gritty. I'm a music professor. I'm a I'm a musician. I know how I have to toggle both brain hemispheres. But when it comes to the big picture stuff, I, I I trust the people I know who really enjoy the nitty gritty, and so. You know, so if you're if you're just going to I mean, it's not to me that interesting to to drill down and quiz me if I know all the details of the Canadian system. I'm just, you know, I'm going on some trust. I'm reasonably sure that something like that single payer cutting cutting out the middlemen would be a good deal. Save us a lot of money. I also trust um, Chris Hedges. I trust. uh, Well, I could give you my list of people who, who think that and their bona fides are very good that. Yeah, yeah. that universal health care in the Canadian model so you know more or less is is a vast improvement over what we have now
0: I think you're probably right and I'm beginning to see that people have thought about this that have thought about this a lot sort of believe in that that great Bernie line Medicare for all meaning <laughs> we just got to do it okay so in other words whatever it costs let's just do it let's just get to that without all the complex stuff, that's meant to kiss the insurance company's ass yeah. let's just actually expand Medicare to all people and, and if you don't
1: want to kick answer. if you don't want to kiss the oligarch's ass you have to trust that it's going to save the regular people a lot of money all right they're going maybe- to save money they're going to you know regular families, normal families working class families are going to save money on their health care costs.
0: You know, this is fascinating because you're turning me on to a very, very simple idea. Because the last person I spoke to, which was um, a very smart woman in Georgia who was the only journalist who asked Jimmy Carter a question at his announcement, because nobody thought Carter would win. There were four journalists there, and she was the only person who asked. And she was sort of like, are you serious? That was the question. And uh, (laughs) anyway, um, she was talking about Canada, and others have spoken about Canada. And, you know, I had someone in Sweden who was obviously talking about Sweden and England, and England's incredible, right, with their health care. So, you know, we're a huge country, and Canada's a huge country. I'm going to actually get a Canadian and find out how they did it. But also what you and I are talking about is just get Medicare and expand it to everyone. And it's as simple as that.
1: And yeah, that- but don't go, don't go down the road that Joe Biden does and other people who are economically illiterate and say, how are you going to pay for that? Because then we have to get into MMT, Modern Monetary Theory, we have to bring out Stephanie Kelton, we have to talk about how do they pay for military, and how do they pay to bail out big banks, and and how they do that is they print money into existence. And so if they can do it for war, they can do it for regime change, then they can do it for Medicare. Medicare. They also could do it for a UBI. They could also pay workers $2,000 a month to get through the COVID crisis.
0: You know, it's so true that we're so concerned about business owners. And I myself believe in investing in the hood and investing in the 99%. But when that thing contracts and you have people that cannot work, we need to provide something that we've come up with called demand-side economics. You've got to have the consumer having money and surviving. And Bernie's the main guy out there talking yep. about
1: that. Yep, I, guaranteed guaranteed um not just guaranteed UBI but guaranteed work, guaranteed employment, full right. employment for anybody who wants it.
0: Right. And that as a government initiative. Right. As a government initiative. And that can be through investing privately in the hood as a government, which you can do. You know, pull away from the military or have the military be a business incubation organization that's transparent. That's interesting. Israel is starting to do that why can't we do that here where you know instead of like oh we lost 15 trillion dollars and we don't know where it is you know that's what the military sounds like right as you know they're always like let me stop
1: you for a second you sound suspiciously like a free market guy are you a free yeah. market guy
0: Free market guy is also a socialist So I'm a combination
1: okay so so you know that capitalists don't really want a free market they do everything possible to get monopolies going so if you're a capitalist then you're not a socialist but you could you could want free markets like a libertarian there's some honest to goodness libertarians who who really do want the government out of our business but then what we have is freedom not only from bullies but we have freedom to bullies and so if you don't exert any muscle to keep bullies from bullying then you'll never have a free market and so you're just it's a pipe dream you're never going to have a free market unless you have some authority to keep the monopolists from monopolizing.
0: I'm going to mention a phrase that I mentioned in every interview that I do and that will be in every interview that I, I'm doing here. You don't believe that we can inspire business to do 100 times more. That's impossible. You must bustle business into submission. Right? Now, Is I'm
1: all about doing? businesses being inspired, especially small businesses. It, would take, it took 40 years to, to take mom and pop out. They're, they're pretty resilient, but it took 40 years. Trucking is a really good industry to to talk about how the independent truckers have been squeezed and squeezed. It started with Jimmy Carter deregulating the transportation industry. And it's but, gone. And, and Jimmy Carter was an honest to goodness neoliberal. If you really look at what he did, he started it. He started that path. And so that's free market. You know that he—he he was talking as though he was a free market. That is neoliberalism, and neoliberals don't want a free market; they want All anything right. but. So you could argue for a free market if you want, but then you've got to talk about how to use a government that's big enough and strong enough to keep the monopolists in check.
0: Right, and and to inspire mom and pop activity, and incidentally, technology is moving actually towards mom and pop activity because you can organize where something is that you can buy something that is not of a monopoly through a kind of a a a monopolistic um, web platform. What do you do with
1: Amazon then?
0: I I don't, uh, gross, okay. So let's let's get into something because I've been hearing all over post-primary, because these primaries do seem fairly over, even though we do have primaries. I've been hearing neoliberal as a dirty term for burners. And um, so, so I've heard suddenly, I've, for the past 10 days, I haven't heard this before this, the idea that the neoliberal is this terrible thing. What is a neoliberal? You're coming
1: pretty late to this conversation. It's been know, raging <laughs> since at least 2015. Neoliberal okay. neoliberal is Margaret Thatcher, Ronald Reagan. More, more of the roots of it come from James M. Buchanan. I've devoted four of my episodes on my show to James McGill Buchanan, who is an economist from Tennessee, what you have is it's right wing. Neoliberalism is right wing. And so the new right contrasts with the old right. So an honest to goodness, traditional conservative is different than a new right winger. A new right winger can be either a Republican or a Democrat. And there are many, many right wing Democrats and they are neoliberals. It's, It's right wing, it is putting the market and the needs of the market ahead of everything else but also me and that's what traditional liberals also believe but not only putting the needs of the market ahead of regular people and what regular people need it also puts the idea that um and and that the market can solve everything can solve everyone's problems um if you incentivize it correctly but it also favors transnational corporations It, it favors trade agreements like tpp and nafta and offshoring and all the things that that have killed the middle class so it isn't really even though it's new right I don't see it as really being um traditional conservatism I don't see it and I don't really see it as being free market I see it as being anything but free market okay why because it puts rules in place as James M Buchanan says it's about the rules of the game he said the political part is setting up the rules of the game and the economic part is how you play once you know what those rules are. So the way the rules are set up by neoliberals is to favor transnational corporations, to favor huge corporations over workers, to break up unions like Ronnie Reagan did with the air traffic controllers, to break up um, right, you know, to. to enact legislation like right to work that makes unions weaker to weaken the power of the labor force and to give that power and the spoils of the productivity of the American worker into the hands of the few. That's what neoliberals do. They want trickle up. They extract wealth from the American worker. American workers are 400% more productive now than they were in 1950 due to technological advances. But their wages have been stagnant, so all that 400 percent increase in productivity has gone right into the pockets of the people who know how to make the rules and pay the rulemakers to make the rules that favor them. That is neoliberalism.
0: Okay, so neoliberalism has won in the past 20 years. We yes, know that, sure. Yes. Uh, and that's why we're seeing this big wealth gap. What in your my, uh, my uh, idea? And what is the name of your show, by the way? What's your show called?
1: Howell Underground.
0: And uh, Is it named after the uh, Alan through
1: foam? It's na- no, it's named after Howell Alan Kit Howell.
0: Ah, uh, and, oh, <laughs> and then <Okay.
1: laughs> underground, and so because because social media keeps deleting my accounts
0: or or slowing
1: me down. They, they had the
0: show, but throttle I, my I've traffic you somewhere. I found I, I, you had done something very. Are you part of the Yellow Vest movement, or, or are you are you going to the convention? No, I, I was.
1: I had uh, Milwaukee. You mean I had all the, I had uh, reservations, expensive ones, for a cheap hotel, and I and I had a whole box of yellow vests that I was uh-huh. gonna bring with me. We were gonna we were gonna fuck shit up in Milwaukee, but we didn't do it because the oligarchs figured out how to thwart us. If you remember the nineteen sixty eight convention, the footage from that convention in Chicago, it was. It, it, Philadelphia was kind of looking like that, and so what they decided to do is try to take the teeth out of it, because if we have people mobbing the convention and walking out when Bernie doesn't get the nomination again and all that, they that's very embarrassing. They were very embarrassed in Philadelphia.
0: It's going to be a digital uh, uh, thing this year. Is it going to be a? Uh, I I think the
1: D, the DNC never had any intention of giving Bernie the nomination. They right. only wanted him to sheepdog. They wanted him to bring his new, young, multiracial coalition into the fold, into the All corrupt right. democratic fold. So that's Bernie's job, was to bring in the new energized voters that they need to defeat Donald Trump. But, right. the, but we're not doing it. We're not going for it. We're Fuck that. We're not going to do that. So, so that's what the convention was going to be about.
0: So what's it, the convention's canceled? What's going on with the convention? Isn't no, it all- no,
1: they they postponed it, and it's still scheduled in August. I mean, it is scheduled in August instead of July, but um, I think it's going to be. I'm guessing it's going to be online.
0: Right, I'm guessing it's going to be online too. And so, so when someone starts streaming, they just got it off. <laughs> Okay, so that's going to be a very convenient thing. You know, there'll be people protesting outside of computers. Uh, it's going to be like, you know, just waving their fist. But do you, you don't see a difference between Biden and Donald Trump. You don't see that. And at least Biden and Obama got 30 million people of without means healthcare.
1: It's a framing problem. It's sort of like you asking me, so when did you stop beating your wife? And I'm yeah. like, how do I answer that? You can't You can't start with, well, can't you see that Biden is better than Trump? Because that, that's just a framing problem, it's a trap. And nobody should walk into that trap. And if anyone watches this, I want them to see an example of how to say, no, no, we're not gonna answer that question. That question is set up for failure. The way we set it up is, neoliberalism started about where Jimmy Carter started and it what? has been in both parties equally, even though they have good cop, bad cop. So Biden, OK, Biden's a good cop. Trump is a bad cop. But Biden is the very face of institutional systemic racism. And Barack Obama did nothing to improve things after he inherited it. You know, he inherited all all the problems from well before the Bush era. Clear right. back, you know, clear back to Jimmy Carter is when it started. But that so so you can't just say, well, can't you see that Biden is better than Trump? That's that's just like saying, you know, have you stopped beating your wife?
0: Well, but it's very it's two very different things in terms of just the idea. I mean, he Biden is talking about at least a big, you know, worker-based bailout rather than a corporate bailout. Do you think he's just
1: lying? He's talking. He's talking, that's what happened. Look what happened with the worker stimulus bill. Not one, not even Bernie. Nobody stood up and said, if you don't give the workers what they need, then we're gonna stop this bill. Any senator could have stopped it and nobody did. So, So you could make the case that there is nobody, not AOC, not Ilhan Omar, nobody who's really prepared to stand up for the American worker. And so voting for the lesser of two evils or voting for their lip service, their platform planks, whatever they say is nothing. Right. It means nothing.
0: But don't, don't you see that there... And you may not see, and I may be wrong here. You're
1: going to frame it. You're, I, I can feel the framing. When you say, don't you see, then I and know I, what kind of framing is about to come. It's going to be a, have you stopped beating your wife question.
0: How has this so clearly... This is a man who walked into the twenty one club after he won and said, I'm gonna lower your taxes to the wealthiest people in the United States. So and so sort of Okay, scared. why do
1: we have Trump? Why do we have Trump? Because, because people were, just- were fed up, the American workers in the Rust Belt in right. Wisconsin, in Pennsylvania, in Michigan, they said, Our jobs are gone, our communities are gone, we can't drink our water. We have been failed so trump comes in and he says snake oil hey i got lots of snake oil let's let's have workers be important now let's make workers matter workers lives matter trump said you know in effect and and they they bought it they believed it so why did they why were they so desperate that they would vote for someone christian people you know evangelical christians voted for somebody who's a known rapist womanizer um misogynist He you know, and so you love telling everything bad about Trump. Let me just say I'm on I'm on the anti Trump team. And it's it's privileged it's privileged to say that we should keep things going the way they are under Trump. But it's more privileged to say that we should keep going with the things that led to Trump. If you're not willing to get to the bottom of it, the systemic problems that were rampant under Barack Obama, for example. Then, yes, then you're yes. not. Then no, you're so not. You're right. not willing to solve the problem.
0: One of those problems under Barack Obama, and I'm then going to ask you, how do we solve them? How do we get to more income and wealth equality?
1: Blow shit up. Oh, God. There's no other way. It's going to be in the streets. It's going to be through massive worker strikes, and and if you're privileged, you're like, oh no no, that's that's like the Phil Oaks song, "Love Me, Love Me, Love Me," I'm a liberal. Liberals. Right. Liberals are full of shit because liberals want that they they want things to be nice for black people, yeah. They want things to be nice for gay people. We believe in gay marriage, but they don't want their children to go to school with other people's children. They don't want to actually give up. In the song it says, you talk about revolution, that's going a little bit too far. But you're uh, not going to vote your way out of what we got now.
0: Let me just ask you something. There was a revolution in Russia these Russians are the least fortunate people on the face of the earth to this day. Why? <laughs> I mean, well, there was a disaster. The revolution in Russia was a disaster, right? So, so, I mean, obviously Stalin was the biggest power tripper in modern times. Are Why you was- red baiting me?
1: Are, are yeah. we going to go there? Are we going to go down the McCarthyite Why? path? I think that blowing shit
0: up would do something positive. Don't no, you, you're,
1: you're doing a false equ- equivalence there. You're, you're saying you're doing what they do on on MSM, on mainstream media. You're saying, you know, you're saying what Chris Matthews and, and assholes like that are saying is that we we can't be, you know, red scare McCarthyism. We can't go where the communists were. We don't want to be Mussolini. Trump is Mussolini, right? We don't want to be that. And that that whole Russiagate garbage, if you're going to go there, then we don't have anything to talk about
0: okay but what is your idea of why you believe blowing things up would actually change and create and a bond? How would that what be? you're
1: saying is you shouldn't tear it down unless you have a plan to make right. something in its place right,
0: right maybe
1: and, okay if that's if that's right that's legit okay i'll say i'll give you that i'll say okay just blowing shit up doesn't say that we can't have more ot- opportunistic bastards come in right after, like happened with Stalin and you know. So your point I'm not trying to say that you're wrong about what you're saying, but I'm saying that if that's what you're focused on, you'll say like the old people always say in staff meetings, they'll say, Oh, we've tried that before. All right. We've been in, you know, the curmudgeon club. There's there's a curmudgeon club in any group of workers and they have their staff meetings and three or four of them are sitting over they always sit near each other. And they have their arms crossed and they're like, oh, yeah, I remember back in 1987, we tried that and it didn't work. Right. No, we don't want to do what we did then. We don't want to do what happened in Russia. But we also, we don't even want to do what FDR did because FDR left the oligarchs in power. That's right. FDR made a deal with the oligarchs. FDR said, okay, we got all these communists. We had an active communist party back then. And we had two socialist parties and they were getting they were getting antsy it was getting like things are getting now and so fdr had their ear and trust they trusted fdr so he went to the oligarchs he said you're going to have to give me some of your money or you know we're not going to fix this and they're going to they're going to tear things apart and we're going to have no country at all so you give me half your money and we'll fix it we'll 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 appease them but he left them in power and they came back with a vengeance and through the Ronald Reagan era, Margaret Thatcher era, they we should never have left them in power because they they got back what they had before and then some.
0: All right, so we're getting somewhere here. And what we're getting is limit the power of the capitalists. No,
1: way. take them out. Take them destroy, the fuck destroy, out. Destroy
0: the, capitalists, the capitalists. Yeah, capitalists.
1: let the mom-and-pop business. And, and what we have then, we have authority because a lot of libertarians... And free market people say, we don't want authority. And, and I have leanings, I, I have anarchist leanings, I, I get that, I, re, I really understand. But I would rather it look like a classroom where you have a teacher who's a good teacher who uses her authority to ensure that the bullies don't bully. And that's it. To me, a good use of authority is to make sure no one uses authority. And then you could have a free market. Then you could have a libertarian existence because people could just live and let live. And and I like the ideas that libertarians espouse. I I am one in many ways. But without authority, the bullies are always going to bully. And if freedom means freedom to bully instead of freedom from bullies, then I don't don't think that freedom is the ultimate goal.
0: Uh, Okay. All right. It's got to be
1: freedom from bullies we got to take out the assholes that bully and monopolize and, and do what bullies always do.
0: All right, well, I, I appreciate your viewpoint. So in the upcoming election, you're comfortable with Trump winning again, or what are your thoughts about what happens? You're what doing
1: happens? the wife. Uh, I, I, I'm still not beating my wife, so, so I'm, and I'm still not asking questions or answering questions that are framed that way.
0: All right, okay. I'm
1: not voting for evil. That's how I'm framing it.
0: All oh, right, I understand. So, in other words, you believe that, that that if this this system is the way it is, and it has to be overthrown, and that's it, and that and it's that's sort of where you are. That's and fair. That's fair.
1: Chris, Chris that's- Hedges. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm recording this too. So, I'm in in the information under this video that I'm making. I'm going to put the article by the latest article, Common Dreams article by Chris Hedges, that oh, great. that talks about that we we really we've gone past the point. It's either going to be tyranny or revolution because incremental change we've we've long since passed the point where that's going to do anything because both parties are complicit
0: appreciate it i understand all right well thank you so much um uh, hopefully we'll get universal health care no matter what uh that that we agree on and i i do agree that we need uh, way more worker power way more worker support uh, without a doubt um the vote shaming
1: I, I want to just bring that up. I, I don't sure, recommend please. that. If you want a coalition of any kind, then you're going to have to not vote shame. Because two or three, I mean, every every one of those framed questions was really about vote shaming. If anybody should be vote shaming, it should be anyone who's voting for Joe Biden. That's yeah. that's pure evil. And, and so I would, and I'm not against vote shaming as long as you're not shaming people for, for doing something that's moral and ethical like voting third party. That's moral, that's ethical. But voting for Joe Biden is not ethical and I don't care what you say, I don't care what you do, you're not is gonna it? justify voting for Joe Biden. Are There's no moral ethical are justification you, for that. Uh, are
0: you out by Ohio? Are you out by Ohio right now? Are you an Amistre? I used
1: to be. I used to live in Erie, Pennsylvania, which is right next to Ohio. and And the reason I don't live there anymore is because neoliberals decided that the music programs on the west side of Pennsylvania don't need to be there anymore because the high school population is dropping and so let's just consolidate and have a few music programs around the state and we'll cut the other ones, so I had to move over to the populated side of Pennsylvania. I'm near nearer Philadelphia now which which makes it you know more kids to teach music to but. But the, the neoliberals have over overwhelmed the bean counters in education have taken over.
0: All right. Well, so so, would you say are there certain parts of the Bernie movement that are more militant, like yourself? Are you a part of a? Uh, <laughs> they don't want groups.
1: us to. They don't want us to have a voice. But you can tell if you go in the Facebook groups. If you uh-huh. there was a woman from the Wall Street Journal that interviewed me. She called me up.
0: She uh-huh. was uh-huh.
1: interested. She yeah. said, and you know, she talked about the like the way you did. She wanted to know uh-huh. about the Bernie Bros and the Bernie Sisters. Well, how big of a threat is this? because she's, she's working directly for the oligarchs. And what? so she interviewed me, and then she printed a hack piece about my Facebook tactics. The truth is that we are legion. The Bernie or bust movement is growing. As soon as they showed the signs of cheating Bernie again, like they did last time, the Bernie yeah. or bust, I'm, I'm a member of revolt against plutocracy of the steering committee and okay. and the founder of Bernie or Bust is one of the steering committee well he's he's the Who is co-founder the founder of
0: Bernie or Bust
1: his name is Victor Tiffany and and we have a 53,000 53, member mailing list and we have very active social media presence and if if it's not more than 20% of Bernie supporters I'll be surprised cuz it was already that according to the polling months ago well I'll
0: tell you what I will not uh, show first of all, the first thing I'm going to do is do this entire interview on uh, public service television, completely unedited. Okay, I hope that's okay. Uh, completely unedited. Oh yeah, don't uh, edit it. I'll, I'll use uh, what we spoke about with healthcare. Just for a healthcare show, we have called the Bridge Universal Healthcare. Your views on healthcare are valuable, and I appreciate them. And um, you know, and, and I, you know, I, 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 if I put anything in a book, it's going to be the full interview. With some commentary and the commentary will not be insulting it will be i might disagree with you but um you know i it's i've actually been swayed by a lot of the British people i've actually uh i've actually enjoyed you know none have been as militant as you at all that's so, you know I've, I've spoken to people that will vote for biden and all that kind of stuff or and are still hate biden right now you know what i mean? still are fighting him and want to be more liberal but um uh, you know, I, I, I enjoyed this conversation. You're definitely what I was looking for in the beginning, which was someone who's very tough on this situation and who probably does, if I use the term, burn it down, you know, is probably a little bit okay with burn it down. Yep. And uh, so I appreciate that. And I love talking with you, and I will show you the film probably within about two weeks. So we're backlog here, but we'll have it on public service television first. the entire conversation. Okay? Excellent. And that'll be the first iteration. And if anything you do within the show, I'd be on, And I will love to see it.
1: All righty. Excellent. Thanks for adding me on Facebook, too. Hopefully, we can Thank keep in touch. so much.
0: And, and keep up uh, the work that you're doing. And I there are two things we agree on, in, in, uh, income and wealth equality and universal health care. All righty. And however we get there, whether it's burning it down or not, I hope we get there. And I think we can.